In this episode, Brian brings a unique recording to the studio, and we talk about when your ego becomes your enemy. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. I'm Bill Kasky. And I'm Brian Neal. I looked over and he was taking a big swig of the I vodka was bottle. Taking a swig. <clears throat> we'll be your host for today's episode. Uh, by the way, before we start, you can go to ultimatepregame.com to check out our ultimate pregame audio program. Also, go to the website, advancedsellingpodcast.com. Check out All In, which is a comprehensive training solution for salespeople, and also the Advanced Selling Podcast Resource Toolkit. Uh, I found something that I'd like to share with you and our listeners on YouTube. That okay. makes me really happy. Occasionally, you find things in your life that make you happy. Mm -hmm. And I think as you know, sales pros, you know, it's the grind sometimes. And then all of a sudden, something comes along that you just can't you get just enough laugh of. at. Yeah, yeah. This isn't even funny. It's not a cat No, video, it's something it? that you know, too. And it's just fascinating to me. And it was just so great. So I found this clip. And this is the clip of a song where somebody has extracted just the tapes of the singers without the music. And it's a song that you know. Two of the most powerful voices we've ever heard. Okay. And I thought it was awesome. It's on YouTube, so people can go look and listen to it. But I just want you to listen to this and tell me if this does what it does for okay. me, too. All right. Ready? Pressure pushing down on me, pressing down on you. No man has fall under pressure. That burns a building down, splits the family in two, puts people on the streets. Ba ba bed, ba ba bed, eat it up, eat it up. That's okay. It's the terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, "Let me out!" Pray tomorrow gets me higher. That's scary, isn't it? That's good. Isn't that amazing? Is that David Bowie? That is that is Freddie Mercury oh, from Queen Mercury, and yeah. David Bowie singing Under Pressure. Under yeah. From okay. from Queen. And I'm a, Queen's my favorite band of all you time. You see, I didn't recognize Mercury at first. Or oh at my all. Gosh. Bowie if you're, is if you're a Queen fan. But what was amazing to me, they didn't have auto-tune like the singers now, they have auto-tune. So yeah. if you're out of pitch or anything, and to hear the purity of their voice and how Per, the perfect yeah. the intonality was and how strong they're and you can hear their mouth noises and how oh, so do they so pull great. that off of a track that's what i don't know i don't know or if someone it, pulled it out on their own and stripped the right. music away or if that's the actual, well, that's the actual vocal recording. track yeah. it sounds like the vocal track it does you can almost hear the 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 micro or the the headphone tinning in the background a little bit yeah. i feel like you can hear it coming through there so huh. i thought that that's was really good. yeah was you go good. find yeah. that on youtube it's under pressure uh, acapella yeah. with um david bowie and um freddie mercury that's Just good. fantastic. Love it. We should have a music podcast. What? We, we really <laughs> should. Or do we? Maybe we do. We kind of do. <clears throat> we seem to get more action when we ask music questions than when we <laughs> ask we sales do. questions, don't we? We do. Yeah. All right. But before we do that, no matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. Wix.com, that's W-I-X, is used by over 60 million people throughout the world. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites. When you're running your own business or your own territory, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. And because of that, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your own stunning website. You can do it yourself. 
You've got drag and drop builders, which makes it really easy to build. Hundreds of design-made customizable templates to choose from. You do not need to be a coder either. No coding necessary. It's easy. It's free. Go to Wix.com. Again, that's W-I-X.com and sign in for an entirely free account today. No credit card required. You can get your website live today. The results are quite simply stunning. Okay. okay. So the topic today is uh, this idea of ego. And as you and I have talked over the years that we've known each other, ego can be a blessing and it can be a curse. And we uh, have a couple of examples here of when ego gets in the way. And you had yes. a you had a circumstance situation. I had one as well. Why don't you explain yours? I'll explain mine. And then we'll talk a little bit about maybe how you can determine if your ego is in the way. And also, I've got a, a clip that I want to play as well. Not quite as fun as that. But a clip of a couple of Navy SEALs talking about how your ego can destroy everything. Yeah, I've had, a, uh, in fact, I've had more than one now examples since we started talking about this just of, of, of a certain clients when this has come up in the training room. And as I'm hearing people talk, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing um, a couple things occur, and then we can dive down into kind of what to do about it. But the first is I've got a client um, who speaks very disparagingly about their customers who don't want to buy from them, right? And it comes off yeah. with this tone of you freaking idiots. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do this? What You know what I mean? And I, I just think that's kind of a bad karmic way to be. And I think they, they think they hide that because I called one of them on it. And they go, oh, well, no, I, I don't act like that way in front of them. Like, oh, yes, yeah. you do. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes, you do. Don't make me follow you around with a recording <laughs> device. I'm telling you. Um, so that, that was the first thing I want to drill down on here in a minute is um, what, what I feel and think about my customers when they think they're doing the wrong thing is an ego issue thing. Mm -hmm. I call it the need to be right. Mm -hmm. It's the need to be right versus the need to be rich and helpful and those other things. Now, the second thing is... Um, the what I'm calling the curse of data, because we're under such pressure these days. See the callback mm -hmm. pressure. That's a good under callback. Pressure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that um, to use data to sell with, and we create these these uh, database stories that tell the story through numbers that are inarguable that show this phenomenal ROI, and then the salespeople show up armed with this data, and they almost like shove it in the guy's yeah. face. And then the one I had, Brian, was uh, I have a client who is calling on a municip municipality. Yeah. And those can be very bureaucratic, or they always are. Yep. And this uh, this sales process has gone on for a year. Ugh. And uh, and that's just the way it is it in is. some of those yeah, things. Yeah, you're right. And he has come to the conclusion that, you know, kind of the same thing. They'd be foolish not to get this. I mean, yeah. this, this thing that he has, and it's really awesome. It's an amazing it's amazing solution to a massive problem. Yeah. But the problem is that nobody or only one or two people there have admitted it's a problem. And guess who hasn't? The main decision maker right. has right. not come to the conclusion. So his temptation is to go in and prove yeah. that he would be an idiot Ego not to alert. do it. Ego alert. So that's proof. the same thing there. Okay. So uh, why don't we play your little clip? Okay. Can we do that now? And then we'll come back and talk about the application of the sales process. Yeah. And the reason I'm playing this, I heard these guys interviewed. Uh, Josh Willink and Leif Babin, who are uh, Navy SEALs, retired Navy SEALs, and they've written a book called Extreme Ownership. And I thought the first two minutes of this interview, which, by the way, we'll, pay, we'll post the uh, entire interview up at advancedsellingpodcast.com, I thought this first two minutes was really telling. One of the things that's really important in Extreme Ownership is being able to check your ego, have the humility to, to admit and own those mistakes so that you can overcome them and accept constructive criticism. Yeah, when I get asked, you know, 
What makes somebody fail as a SEAL leader? 99.9% .9 of the time. It doesn't have anything to do with their physical skills or their mental toughness. What it has to do with is the fact that the person's not humble enough to accept responsibility when things go wrong, accept that there might be better ways to do things and they just have a closed mind, they can't change. And that's what makes a person fail as a leader. Obviously, ego is something that drives people. It's something that pushes people to do better. That competitive spirit, which in the SEAL teams we absolutely have with each other, you know, whether we're going for a or going uh, on a pistol range, everything is competitive all the time. And that's ego driving, you know, you wanna win. Where ego becomes the enemy is when their ego gets too big. And now they can't take criticism, they can't make any changes because they believe that their way of doing things is the best. And worse of all, they can't take ownership when mistakes happen. So instead, they just point the finger at other people, whether it's down the chain of command and say, well, my guys didn't execute it right, that's why we failed, or even up the chain of command. They'll say, oh, my boss didn't give me the support I needed, so it's their fault that I failed. With extreme ownership and that mentality, you get control of your ego and you say, listen, regardless of where that problem came from, it's my responsibility to get it solved. So if my guys didn't do what I want them, wanted them to do down the chain of command, that means I didn't give them the guidance, the training, the parameters, they didn't understand the mission well enough, all those are my fault. And if I didn't get the support from up the chain of command, well, that's my fault as well. I didn't educate my boss, I didn't explain to them what we needed. I didn't influence them to make the right decisions to support what we were doing. Uh, once again, that was Jocko. I'm sorry, I said Josh. Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, who are uh, just written a book called Extreme Ownership. And uh, again, you can hear the whole interview at our site, advancedsellingpodcast.com. There was something interesting about that. I mean, there's some great content we're going to talk about here in a minute. But what was most interesting to me was the uh, light xylophone. That was playing <laughs> yeah, that was a little annoying. Was that Zamfir? <laughs> Is that the uh, pan flute guy? Was that... Uh, didn't really match the, like, we're going to go to the pistol range. <laughs> <laughs> With the xylophone. Yeah, yeah that was a that bit was annoying. Funny. Was, well, it's just interesting. But it's a, it's a promotion for their book, so I yeah, think yeah, they yeah. wanted well, to have nice. something underneath Yeah, it, something playing. Uh, See, I thought they'd have something. Like, yeah. Freeze, get out! You know, some, rush some of that stuff, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway okay. so uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, maybe we break this down into when is ego uh, a friend and when is it an enemy Great for you? Great thing, yes. Uh, so let's, you want to do the friend yeah, let's, first? Let's do the friend first. Friends first. So um, the first thing for me when ego is your friend comes in the um, realm of self-confidence and being okay in one's own skin. And I think that's the first trick to practice some of the things that they were even talking about in the interview. We talk about humility and those sorts of things. I've got to get okay with who I am because being okay with who I am as a salesperson means that I'm okay to say things like, I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, means uh, I'm able to walk away from things, means that I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room, all those sorts of things that I think we'll, we'll talk about the enemy thing in a minute. So first thing, friend, self-confidence, and being okay in your own skin. Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple that I would say in addition to that. One is desire. I think you just, I think ego gives you the desire to go out and attack the world or go out and be in the market, whether it's making uh, appointments, whether it's making calls, networking events, as you said, that we have to have that desire. And ego, uh, in many ways, prevents us from failing. Yep. Um, and also this idea of doing whatever it takes and doing whatever it takes may be doing the hard work and maybe doing things differently. You know, we're talking always about how to position yourself as an expert. And that requires a certain amount of subjugation of ego. If you're going to write something and put it out for the world to see, I think you have to set your ego aside. But if your desire to get something from that far exceeds that, then that's where your ego is going to help you. So it. ego definitely is a friend in many cases, but we're going to probably spend more time on when it turns against you. Subjugate to put below or Sub put aside. 
subjugate, subjugate my ego means set, to put it beneath? Put, put beneath or be beneath? below. Yeah. Below? Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay, so where does it, yeah, where does ego become your enemy? Um, the the first thing for me, this happened to me in a training session I had. It's very rare this happens these days. This happened, and I know you've dealt with this before, where I had a first-person time, first-time person in the room uh, with a very healthy room, meaning everyone in there is yearning for mm-hmm. growth and wanting, and and I picked him randomly to work on his deal. Wrong guy to pick, right? So he just he was new to the group, new to the group, mm-hmm. and the group's fairly new anyway. It just has a good spirit about it. And then this guy, so he starts telling him about his deal. So I say the job is to give this guy some input. So I group asks some questions, and they provide some feedback. We do some if I were you, I would sorts of things. And he, every time someone would say that, like, well, if I were you, Tom, I would did it. He'd like raise his hand, yeah. like, not yet. And then we got to the end. What the thing you always ask? So when you get done, so Tom, what did you learn from that? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let me respond to. What, okay, I want to first respond to what you guys said. I I, I said what you guys said to mm-hmm. say that. Okay, now let me respond. And all he did, and it was all I could do to keep him in the room. I was ready to hit the eject button on the guy, mm-hmm. not to be mean because he was detracting from the spirit of the room. So that lack of openness, that need to be right to prove others wrong, is to me when ego is yeah. the enemy. I had a similar case. I I sit on a board of. Um, Regents. Now oh, I sit wait. on a board. I sit on a board as, as you do too. And it's funny when the people from the organization ask for uh, input from yes. the board members. <laughs> and uh, and they're always very. Oh, you know, we're, we're so glad you're here. We want input. Here's our circumstance. Here's our situation. And the board goes around. These are these are board members of very successful business owners, people in the media, etc. Yeah. And every time there was a, a suggestion, there was a recoiling. There was a yeah. there was a resistance. Yeah. And so I played a dirty little trick on them at the end. I said to the lady who was leading the board itself, I said, Hey, I'd be interested. We had like a half hour to go. I said, I'd be interested to have you go around for with all the people who are with the organization that the board is serving on behalf yeah, of yeah, yeah. I want them I want them to tell us what they got and what they're going to do with it who and she goes okay I think that's a good idea and then she started thinking she goes uh, ooh I should probably tell them that up front I said no just they've all taken notes supposedly that's why we're right, here yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. the last nine hours why don't you just go around and say you know John Lucy Cheryl what did you get what are you going to act on mm. and unfortunately when she set this up with the board, yeah. with everybody, she said, oh, Bill Caskey had a good idea over <laughs> yeah, here. That's good. She that's threw okay. me in. That's all right. No, but it was. And uh, and what was interesting is two or three of the people had, they said, yes, I've got three, two or three things here. Here's what I'm going to do. But the yeah. vast majority had nothing. And in, interesting. instead of saying, I've got nothing, they were very complimentary toward the board. You know, look, I want to, I want to thank you all for coming. It was a great day today, <laughs> yeah. but they didn't have anything to write down. Two or three of them did. Yeah. And, uh, but that's how you know if people are really learning. This is the question. What'd you learn today? It's so, it's so true. It's so simple. Yeah. And it's, it's a, yeah. And then you're, you take it a step further. Usually you say, well, and what are you going to do with that? Right. So what's yeah. the actionable thing you're going to do? And it's not that you're coming in and just soaking in every little thing everybody says and, and losing yourself in that. It's finding the way to personalize it, I think, is the is the trick there. Yeah. So the other thing you said was um, kind of cued me up to the next one, and that is I know and you don't. I think I know yes. what's right is yes. a derivative of I know more than you do about this. And yes. for sales professionals, you probably do more know more about the solution. They know about their state of mind, but you know about the solution. So I don't think it's unusual for a salesperson to go through all the diagnostic mm-hmm. 
thorough inspection analysis, finding the pain, and then recommending a solution, knowing that given all this, I do know what's best for you. Correct. But the instant that's the way it feels to the customer yeah. is when you start to get uh, resistance. You do. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll invite it and you'll notice it. You'll feel it. They'll you'll feel, feel it. it. You'll yeah. feel, you feel it. You feel there's tension all of a sudden in the air. Um, so here's a question on the, this is more on the, uh, training and open to new ideas front. Cause we're in the training development business. When you, how do you, do you, I think a lot of these people aren't self-aware about this. I don't think they have a gauge no, there either. sometimes, which is part of the problem. And I'm wondering if there's anything, if I'm, if I'm a sales manager listening to this and I'm kind of back of the napkin, evaluating my team on this subject and I'm listening to Bill and Brian and Bill and Brian are saying, Oh, here are these things. And the guy's going, Oh man, I got one of those. What do you do if you're the sales manager? How do I'm you, asking rhetorically. How do you infuse that into yeah, the Yeah, how do you how do you help someone see that in themselves? Because I struggle with that. Because my, my like I said earlier, my reaction, which I know is not good, is to hit the eject button. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just exit out? Dude. You you wish there was an actual oh, eject that would button. Be, it would just be fun. Just <laughs> for the yeah, just for would, the show part of it. Like you would probably reduce your up. fees by ten percent <laughs> just if there was an eject button. Yeah. So if you take the ejection <laughs> button, yeah, it's gonna knock forty percent off the upfront fee. Yeah, I mean, you've, I've heard you do it before, and I try to do it too. It's that idea of, okay, you've just shared with me your circumstance. I had a call exactly like this today. It's a great topic. And um, this person is working with another salesperson. She has a distribution channel, and that channel has a sales professional, and mm-hmm. she sees him making all sorts of mistakes. Mm. And and I said, has he ever expressed interest to you in, be, in behaving differently or being better? And she says, yes. He actually, I called him out on something the other day, and he said, you know, <laughs> I need to get better at that. I think once you have that, yeah. you're home free. Right. But until you have the acknowledgement on the part of the person you're trying to infuse with wisdom yes. to say, I'm open, I'm interested, what, yeah. you, what you got, Brian, yeah. I'm coachable, I don't think you have anything. I think no. it's just going to be on, fall on deaf ears. Yeah, and I think that's a difficult thing for a lot of sales managers to deal with. Um, and really hard for the salespeople. They can't see it themselves when the sales manager has someone like that. It's just a tough thing sometimes mm-hmm. to do. So. You got another one? Uh, I was going to do the. I was going to talk about the tactics now, or okay. I, uh, I was going to talk about. You have another one on your list. Well, I, I want to second what you said there. This idea that uh, they don't get it, mm. customer doesn't get it. They're morons. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that is a deadly sin yes. because it just you can't undo that. Uh uh-uh. uh And I always believe that people will do. Customers will do exactly what they believe is in their best interest. Yeah. Whether that's buy from you, throw you out. Maybe they hit the eject button on you. They will always do what's in their best interest. So them not buying from you has nothing to do with you Correct. other than the fact you may not have positioned the solution properly. It's all about they don't think it's in their best interest. So this idea that they don't get it is just foolish. I, I want to cuss right now. Do you? That, that, that's freaking brilliant. I'm not going to say the F-bomb, but that, that, that is brilliant right there. Customers, if you make the assumption, what a great way to be. I assume that my customers will always do what they believe to be in their best interest. Mm-hmm. All the pressure's off of everyone. And I think what you're saying now, too, is now I don't have to take it personally either because they're doing what they think is right. Yeah. How can I argue with that? Be upset about it? Right. Yeah. Do they go home that night and say to their wife or husband, oh, man, I got this guy come in. He's going to help us grow the business. But, right. you, know, you know, I told him, no, no, I don't want to do it. It could mean more no. money for us yeah. and our family and we could send yeah. our kids to park tutor. Yeah. And I did that because I did because I didn't close because he didn't close me. He didn't close he didn't me. Close so me. I'm not going to use So yeah. I'm showing him. Yeah, break. Yeah. Gonna kiss him. that million dollars. Goodbye. Totally. Yeah, it's a real interesting uh, way to be. Mm-hmm. When we talk about thinking elements and a way to be is to make an assumption and a, and a vibe and give off a vibe that 
I always believe that my customers make decisions that they believe are in their best yeah. interest. That's brilliant. I think it brings a compassion really to the sales process too. That's I'm not tr- I'm not trying so hard. I'm not trying yeah. to convince and persuade. Exactly. So it's what really tactics good. should we uh, give these fine uh, folks? Well, I think um, from a language, I think you really need to check your language when you're feeling this vibe. And here's the other thing: people feel this. You know, we feel we feel Absolutely. you and I feel it too. Sometimes we go see a group, and we're like, God, we could help this guy. We could help this team mm-hmm. so much. We know we could. And they're just not ready. They don't have a belief yet, whatever is missing. Um, and so after that, for the first step tactically is to check yourself, right? To say, okay, where am I on this um, particular spectrum? Yeah, yeah. And where am I on, on this spectrum? Um, and then I've got to make sure now tactically my my um, language mirrors where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I've got to acknowledge those things. So I can say things like, um, sometimes it's difficult for me because I'm in this every day and I've seen how well it's helped other people. It's hard for me to pull back on that. I have a belief, though, that I always know you're going to do what's in your best interest, and I trust that mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. And so, so you would actually say that those I, words, I, yeah, I language. Yeah. I love that. I love how that sounds. So yeah. I, I know you're going to do in the end what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes when I see people that I know it can help, it's hard for me to hold back. That might be something mm-hmm. I'd say because it's the truth. You know, it's very, very real. So, so maybe I can. Uh, I think it's great. We can add to that by saying, when you feel like there's tension, yes, because I like that word tension. When you feel like yeah. you've said something or you've you've come at the prospect and there's this there's this resistance starting to uh, arise, I think you have to have enough self awareness to call it on yourself. Yes, and and say, you know, there's tension here. I'm feeling it. I just need to to drop back a little bit. Correct, and say, you know, something like. Uh, you know, Mr. Prospect, I, I uh, l- here's what I know. I know that this has got this has got to be right. You have to have the right problem. It's got to be right situationally. It's got to be the right timing. So I fully understand if this is not the right time, can we go a little bit deeper into this? So I think mm-hmm. even if you just acknowledge it, where you're not trying to persuade them, I think that can relieve some of that pressure. Yeah, and I think like in your case, where you talked about they're calling on a municipality, um, and they're and they've got the one kind of key decision maker person who's not bought in. The typical sales strategist internally at a company will go, okay, let's figure out how we can get him bought in. And just that alone, you're, I think you're dead on arrival. And so tactically we've got to create space with him or to say, maybe that shouldn't be the approach and, or to say, um, you, I, I just, I always assume you're do something that's in your best interest and where we are right now, I sense that you don't think this is, and let's talk about it and see where we land. And if we land that it's not, then let's land where it's not. And if we land that it might be, let's talk about how to get to where it is yeah. or it isn't. Yeah. You know? But but the overall theme there is you're working on the process. You're not working yes. on the product itself. Well, right. if we could shave a few points totally, off. Yes. So it's, you're really working on the process itself. And that's something that I think does require a lot of awareness because we can get so far into it that we're shaving points off and we're, yes. we're saying, you know, what if I cut this back a little? And it's got nothing to do with that. No, it's all procedural. No. Or, or, or they go to the, the, the their own data. Hey, did you show them the sustainability report? Send them yeah. the sustainability report from Highlight. The, highlight yeah, that's from, bottom from Highland Park. There. Yeah, show them that. Show them that. That'll wow, get them. Highland That'll Park. get them. You pulled yeah. that right out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it's a municipality. <laughs> Highland Park would be a oh, city okay. in Illinois, I believe, right? I believe it would be. As our native Chicagoan nods her head. All right. Okay. Good. Good topic. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff. So uh, check yourself, right? That's one mm-hmm. of the things to do here. So that does it. Today's episode. If you haven't downloaded a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame Audio Program, you should do that right this very second. Just go to ultimatepregame.com to find it. 
Also, check out the products page on our website while you are there. Uh, we want to hear from you. If you've not already, send us a feedback or a question as an audio recording. You can do that right from your iPhone, right, Bill? And just mm-hmm. send it in, make yeah, a little buddy. question. Uh, email it to us at listeneradvancedsellingpodcast.com. We use those. If you listen at all, you know that we use those fairly frequently, and we love having our listeners involved. And uh, join the conversation at the LinkedIn group, advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. We will see you next time on the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast.